It is time for a brand new episode of the Prowl the City podcast. There's your host, Daniel Martin. Usually, this is the pregame show, but today, this is the uncomfortable show. Welcome to the Prowl the City podcast. My name is Daniel, as you just heard. Um, and the reason why this is going to be the uncomfortable podcast episode is it's something that needs to be talked about. I've been trying to talk talk about this for a little bit. Uh, no one really has given me an answer on this. So for people who end up listening to this and say, well, you know, you could be wrong about this. I've tried. I'm sorry. But this has to be spoken about. On November 22nd, 2023, a article or a preview for, for the season about Panther City by Jack Goods. Um, I'll link this article in the uh, tweet about this. Um, it is 2023-2024 NLL preview. Can Donville and company take the next step so obviously they talk about last year a little bit uh who we lost who we added who's their head coach assistance record storylines to watch is the one thing and it's not the first one was how's the pecking order be altered by the dodge trade which is true um so far we've kind of seen both rookies take their steps into it um Jason Knox in two games has had six points and Ryan Sheridan has had a couple goals. Um, but it's the second one that needs to be talked about. So I'm going to read this word for word. And I'm going to give my comment on this. Uh, Panther City has built a competitive team. Now will the fans come? Entering its third year in Fort Worth, perhaps Panther City's greatest challenge has come at the gate. After reporting an average of just under 5,000 in the team's inaugural year, attendance has dropped to 2,813 per game in 2020-2023. PCLC and the Dallas Wings, who do own the Dallas Wings ownership, owns both teams, um... The ownership of WNBA's team did sign a 10-year lease extension on the team's Arlington headquarters last year, but the lacrosse team's lease in Dickey's Arena is coming to a close. The brand near-brand-new facility is often praised, but its light-colored seats do a little to hide the glaring issue for the NLL's second-youngest franchise. It's not easy to sell box lacrosse in a football and basketball-crazed town. As PCLC continues to build a positive identity on the floor, while the ownership group's wallets and patients are tested, we could be nearing a make it or break it time for Fort Worth as a viable market. Can Panther City's grassroots efforts and talented roster help establish a foothold in a largely non-conditional lacrosse market? Okay, so I end up game to look at this and through two games it ain't pretty in two games 
they have the least uh, attended on average at 3,012. Now, those might be paid seats because it sure as hell doesn't look like 3,000 people are there. And I was there at the first ever game. And that was incredibly well attended. They even opened up the second deck at Dickens Arena. It was always well attended. It's just after, I, I, I don't understand the drop. I can kind of understand the drop of being the location. Yes, it is Panther City. I understand that. It's Fort Worth. You have to go your identity there. But a lot of stuff, well, high school, across, especially because that's where you want to hit. You want to hit uh, the youth. And they've done, like, again, I'm not badgering on the team at all because it is hard, like the article said. It's extremely hard to do this in the league that they're in because you have the Mavs, you have the Stars, even though that's not non-traditional sport there. You have the Cowboys right down the road. So uh, I just, I, I don't understand it completely. Why? Because for, uh, I mean, th- there are, I'm looking at the Texas high school lacrosse league and you have four different classes and every single one is around here. Like I'll start in uh in class A East is Allen, Highland Park, McKinney, Rockwall, and St. Mark's. For those who don't know, Allen is public, the biggest high school in the state. You know, Highland Park is Highland Park, McKinney, all those are public, and then St. Mark's is uh private. I mean, and just looking at this. What is kind of glaring to me, to be completely honest, is how many, and I'm I'm just kind of not really dumbfounded, it, but I kind of now may kind of makes it makes sense to me. If this team were to relocate, because this is what that oracle is talking about. If they are relocating, I just wonder that one, it's kept here because there is a market here. For those who are really, really, really hardcore lacrosse fans, y'all remember the Dallas Rattlers and the now defunct uh, Major League Lacrosse. They had their championship game here the year before they came uh, to the star in Frisco. They had the highest ever championship game there. It was over 10,000 people. The Rattlers come in for two years. They're top of the uh, attendance standings for two straight years. We have a market here. The question is, and it might be, uh, it might be just because of location. I think that might be because, you know, if we're looking at DFW, as a whole, 
I'm gonna list. I'm just gonna go quickly through the teams. East side of DOW, east side of DEW, east side, east side, and east side. Class A West. Uh, nearly towards the middle, east side, east side. Uh, cons- what you I would consider west side, and west side, with Keller and Southlake. East side, east side, east side, east side, east side, east side, east side. I don't know some of these teams, but I see a Fort Worth in there. I see Grapevine. So, you know, not really West Side DFW, but, you know, compared to a team like Prosper, Plano East, Highland Park, Frisco, um, Coppell, Rockwall, all the way out there, McKinney. Like, there, there are not a lot of Fort Worth lacrosse out here. It seems to me that everything's on the Dallas side of DFW. So... That that's the uncomfortable truth is I don't I I think it's just location. And I hate saying that because I love Dickie's Arena. I love everything about what they're doing. I live in Plano. I drive about an hour to come cover these games. I'm there as a fan as well. And I can understand for some people like McKenney, that is this it's too far of a drive. I can understand why. You know it is, but it's a lot easier to go to Frisco. So where they're gonna go, I don't know. If they move on, and this isn't the why I say this is the uncomfortable podcast. If this team does move on and does move out of Fort Worth and Texas entirely. That this is it, and I'm sorry to say that. I, I mean, that's kind of disappointing, but I'm not going to go follow them. And I know some players listen to that, and that might be a little bit upsetting. But this is a DFW podcast. I got my break because of y'all. I mean, yes, and that's why I'm extremely grateful to be able to be doing this. But I, I, I'm not going to go somewhere else but i also believe and i extremely believe in what this ownership's doing the people that work with the ownership group everyone that's involved with the wings and pclc because they're the same people most of the people that you'll see online for panther city those behind the scenes go work at the wings i trust in these people to do what they need to do as you can tell already the attendance has already gone up not by much but it's still a positive thing so, and there, there, there is one glaring issue, and this doesn't need to talk about, and it, it, it's mostly, it's not Panther City's fault on this, absolutely not, but it is infuriating to me as a fan, as a team that, as a person who does follow this team, that there's been, I think one or, I know for, for sure one, but I'm not sure about the other, might be two interviews done with the team throughout the entire Metroplex for the media. Mike Leslie did an entire sit-down interview, and I'm pretty sure NBC5 did, but I know Mike Leslie did. So, Mike, thank you for that. Um, and it just it sucks. No one talks about them. They made the playoffs. 
No one said a thing at all. I don't think I saw anyone in the media on Twitter say anything, which is also funny because I, for those who are listening to this episode since it's brand new and listening to um, the last post game, I ended up calling it X. So fight me. Um, I don't think I saw a single person say anything about this, about them making the playoffs, about what's happened. But, you know, and I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to trash on other teams around here, but the Al Americans have gotten a whole bunch of more stuff. And they are a traditional non-team. Yes, they did win like five championships in a row nearly, you know, a decade ago. But they got a lot more coverage than this team. And that's in any non-traditional sport. I mean, it, it, it's just, I, I don't get it. I really don't. And as you can tell, you know, how many teams there are in this Texas high school uh, lacrosse league. And, they're, and, and there's also, you have a whole bunch of stuff from districts. You have the central, the north, which is what we're in. You have San Antonio, which doesn't have a lot, actually. And the south which is like the Houston area. You have all of these places. I mean, by far the North's got the most teams. And the fact that like nobody is really helping out. That's why it it said grassroots because they're having to do everything without the media helping without any hype from them. And it's really sad to see because this is a really fun sport. And if you go by the Dallas Rattlers, you know, they average 5,000 a game. So it's there. It's just, do people really want to go out to Fort Worth to go watch it? And I, I, I that's kind of a dig at Fort Worth, but with, and everyone that lives, everyone that lives here in DFW, who has lived, who has lived here and who has driven through here, if you're visiting, knows how bad that traffic is. And with the games being on a Friday and a Sunday with the Cowboys taking over, maybe when the Cowboys are done, you'll see an uptick at this. But like that Friday game against the Toronto Rock was pretty well attended. I mean, you can't see it on the uh, side of the show on TV because obviously that wasn't good. But standing in the press box looking down, yeah, it was pretty good. I was, you know, I was happy with the turnout for a Friday night game at seven o'clock. So maybe this, when they come back, the uptick happens, but it's, it sucks. And, but, you know, there's no reason to hold out hope and say, oh, they're going to move. And if they do, and they stay in DFW, I can see them going to UTA. Or for people who don't know that, that is the University of Texas at Arlington, where the current Dallas Wings play. Now, how that would work, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know how that would work. Um, But I can see them moving to a smaller capacity. But where, I really don't. Because you have to have something that's big enough to hold a hockey rink. And the basketball courts are a lot smaller than that. So, who really knows what's going to happen? But that's just that's just the uncomfortable truth. Is 
I'm not sure if this team is going to move, but I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not a possibility. So we'll see what happens. And if anyone from the team wants to contact me, yell at me, you know, say what you want. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll glad to be told I'm wrong and that they're not moving. That'd be great. That makes me happy that a team doesn't get to fold because it sucks seeing the Dallas Rattlers leave and seeing that entire league collapse. Yes. The PLL is fantastic. I'll give it that. I like watching it. It's fun, but it also really does suck not seeing a home team for that. That's the one that sucks. I like having like an identity because they've already gone back like just this past season uh, or this past offseason. The Denver Outlaws are back. You know, they're a traveling team. You know, the Denver Outlaws are back at that point. So it, it, it is a bit annoying to see that. So, and I mean, obviously, there's one also thing I said. It's a non-traditional market. Which is true. It's a non-traditional market. That is why some people don't want to play for this team. And I'll flat out say it like that. That's the truth. People don't want to come play down here, which is weird because it's a great place to live. I mean, and if if you want a, (laughs) if you want anything to kind of dial it in as, you know, this is a great, great place. Colin Crawford personally asked to get traded here. Because he's from Tulsa. You don't think that matters to people down here that they have a team? So that's my take on it. That's pretty much all I'm going to say now about it. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just that's just how that's just I, – I hate talking about this because, you know, I don't want to stir anything up, but – it has to be talked about because it's been too, um, it's been two weeks and I mean, it's looked better, but at the same time, it really hasn't. So, uh, thanks for listening to this little rant slash discussion on this, uh, the private city podcast, and I will see you guys next time. If you haven't already, Please subscribe to the Prowl of the City podcast for more Panther City Lacrosse and NLL news. We are on all available podcast networks. Follow us on X and Instagram at Prowl the City Pod. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Prowl the City podcast, and we'll see you next time.